As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lord of the Flies episode, we're going to be talking about, naturally, the Stanford Prison Experiment. Which is whack, if you haven't heard about it. You're about to. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know, the only thing I can think is, sit down and buckle up. Yep, and this is Book Cult Podcast. Mini sub. By the way, um, that's Delaney and I'm Sydney. So, Stanford Prison Experiment. 24 college students had answered an ad to take part in an experiment to see what psychological effects prison life had on a person. These participants were given tests to make sure that they were psychologically sound and didn't have any mental illness, alcohol addiction, or history of crime, or, like, any issues that alter the statistics. Um, so then they got all the ones out who didn't work. There's 70 applicants total. They picked 24. They were given $15 a day. That's it. You have to think also, because I've read a lot about the Stanford Prison Experiment, and people talk about the people that applied for this, like, that's a certain type of person. Well, yeah. Because not I personally want to be like, well, let me pretend to be a prisoner. So even if they do these tests and stuff, it's like, already you know this person. Is willing to do it, so that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, dude, and plus for only $15 a day. I know it's the 70s, but that's that not a lot. lot. It's a well, only 15 they, a day. Did they know how, how long were they originally going to do it? Okay, so it only lasted six days. <sighs> but they were going to do it for a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> but it went poorly. It went so bad so fast. And you'll see why. All right. So here's how it started. They were arrested just off the street by real cops taken in the back of real police cars and to the real police station where they were fingerprinted, processed, and then blindfolded, which I hope doesn't actually happen to prisoners. That's fucked up. Yeah. But pretty much everything, they were really arrested. So they thought, like, they knew they signed up for this, but I bet they didn't think they were going to be taken off the streets in a real cop car. That reminds me, did your school ever do the every 15 minutes thing? What is that? So it's this thing about drunk driving, 
And this happened when I got suspended for drinking in Costa Rica. So I missed the first day. And that's the dramatic day where they stage a car crash in the school parking lot. Oh, yeah. Bring we... in an ambulance and a helicopter. We didn't have the budget for that. They only do it like every three years or some shit. And then it's like they act like it was a real car crash. People die died you know and then it's like the the people that died in the car accident like walk around the school and like either all white or all black and they like sit in the classrooms and stuff but they can't interact with anyone it's like a three-day thing <laughs> i was there for the last day which is the saddest day where they have an assembly and then all the kids parents come and read eulogies for uh, their kids what? that didn't actually die but you're still like oh my god this is so sad and it's like don't trick and drive that's the whole thing yep and the one kid that got arrested, like, had, they spent the night in jail and everything. And all these kids, like, they don't get to go home during this experiment. They all spend the night somewhere else. So their parents are without them for the three days. What the fuck? It's just like a normal high school thing. Okay, my high school had a speaker whose daughter died in a drunk driving accident. And he just was like, yeah, I lost my daughter. And then we should saw scenes of the crash and, like, her shit was everywhere. And it was <laughs> sad. But we didn't pretend people died. We just had a normal ass. One guy talking yeah. about this very sad experience with his daughter, and then we got a little card with her car crash scene on the back, and it was oh, brutal. That's really sad. But he didn't see a dead body, and he didn't pretend people were dead. We didn't they have to hear eulogies. We didn't have eulogies for students. It was you know? really sad. I mean, this is sad Especially because I missed like the first two yeah, days. Yeah, so. it would have been just confusing. It was sad because the man lost his daughter, and I was like, that, Yeah, that's really sad. That'd be awful. But, anyways, back to Stanford. Um, so, yeah, they were really arrested. I mean, not like really arrested, but like, like really arrested. The experiment, the way it's set up, half were going to be prisoners, half were going to be guards. It's random. So the half that were prisoners, and they only did um, nine at a time. Yeah. So nine people were arrested, taken to the jail, blindfolded. Um, And it was really, yeah, it was random. They did decide to buy a flip of a coin to keep it, like, all even. Fair. Like, yeah, like, not fucking up their results. And they were all men, middle-class males, pretty much, around the same age, college age, all healthy, all intelligent, all like normal guys. Or so we think. That's how they started. And so here's the start. Let's talk about, actually, before the start, let's talk about the setup of this whole experiment, because it should be crazy. Get that background info. Um, In order to recreate the environment of a prison, they went into the basement of the psychology building at Stanford. They boarded up sections of it, so there was, like, one hallway, which they used as their yard. You can't see me. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> and, like, that's the only area. They could be outside, walk, exercise, eat, whatever. Then they had three laboratories they took the doors off of, replaced with, like, cell doors, like, metal things. That's a lot of effort. Yeah. So they replaced these doors. They made three cells. So three people in each cell. Yeah. And then they had one closet at the end of the hall that was their solitary confinement. Yeah. So they had, like, that thing. They had their hole. They had everything. Um, there was no windows, uh, no clocks. No, there was an intercon system that they could have alarms for. They could talk to them for, and then they could listen in on everything these prisoners said. Part of the experiment is obviously how they react. Yeah, so. like paying attention to them. So the experiment started by taking the prisoners one by one into um, from the county detention center to their makeshift jail, and they were strip searched. Ooh, like, I, that was, I was wondering if they were going to do all this shit. Yeah, they wanted to embarrass them. So they did strip search. They sprayed them down with stuff to kill any lice or any bugs they had on them as a way to be like, you're dirty. Yeah. Because they did that in real prisons. Yeah, um, I, I think they still do. Yeah. And then <laughs> what they don't do in real prisons uh, was they made them wear a special uniform, which 
Yeah, prisons have uniforms. This uniform was a dress. No pants, no underwear. Oh. It was to embarrass them. And they said instantly once they had this dress on, the prisoners started acting differently. They, I mean, they held yeah. themselves differently. They had nylon stocking caps over their hair to make it look like they shaved their heads. Oh. And they had a shackle to, like a shackle to their leg so they were always locked up like always had a cuff on their leg a bit much it was to um intensify the feeling of being like captured and like in prison and humiliation because they wanted to make it quicker than normal prisons would be so they got their results quicker i think these are all the things that now when people talk about this they're like why did you do that yeah they explain the reasons because all my all this info is from their experiments like website like the researchers stuff which they do admit some of the mistakes, and they're like, oops. Yeah. But they was all to, like, intensify the humiliation, the feeling of being, like, captured and, like, no way of getting out. And just, like, feeling like you're no longer your own individual self. They were given numbers. They were only referred to each by their numbers. Eesh. You're only allowed to refer to themselves by their numbers. So, mm. like, there was no individualism. Um, Let's see. They, yeah, it was all, it was crazy. So... The guards were not given any training. The people who chosen to be guards. They were just pretty much told to do whatever they had to do to maintain order. Yeah, that's a fuck up. Yeah, but they they wanted to see like how I mean this is part of the experiment to see how these guards decided to choose to maintain order and they made up their own rules to enforce what they wanted to like get. Yeah. Um, just like the seriousness like they were told this job is serious, there's potential danger, like with any real prison guard. This is how what your job is, but they weren't given any training like a real person guard. Yeah. So all the guards were equipped with the khaki uniform, um, whistles, clubs, mm-hmm. even from the real police. Yeah. And mirrored sunglasses so nobody could see their eyes. Like, okay, that reminds me themselves. in Lord of the Flies uh-huh. when they put the paint on. Yeah, and it's then... so you're not yourself anymore. It like separates you from what you're doing. So basically they cut the prisoners down mm-hmm. to being like, not a person humiliated and then they build the guards up so to have like a mask completely yeah. different levels so it began with nine guards nine prisoners the guards worked um three eight hour shifts so three guards per shift each working eight hours and there's three prisoners in each of the three cells at all times um the remaining of the 24 the remaining of the applicants were like just on call if needed so like if a prisoner left or if a guard had to leave they'd come they'd in, come in. So, first night, prisoners were waking at 2.30 a.m. for one of the many counts where they would, like, see if they were all there. Yeah. This was to familiarize the prison with their new identifying numbers. And at first, each person was getting into their roles, so it was, like, casual more. They are like, a little uncomfortable, like... They're figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> we're playing a game, like, we're prisoners, we're guards, whatever. Nothing was taken too seriously. Then the guards decided... One of the ways to punish the prisoners was to use push-ups, which the researchers were like, that's pretty normal. Okay. I mean, mundane. Like, that's not that crazy. Um, Nazis did this with the people in the concentration camps mm. as a form of punishment. So, it isn't that nice as you think. No. Also, I suck at push-ups. I would hate that. But yeah, they made them. It would be like... It'd be like, can I do some sit-ups instead? Like, and like jumping jacks? No. Something um, else. The first day went on pretty easily, no incident. But the morning of the second day started off with a rebellion from the prisoners. They all took their caps off and took their numbers off and pushed their beds up against the cell doors. So then they were just like laying there, blockading themselves in. That's so quick. Yeah, they instantly, well, one guy started. Um, he was like the ringleader. But 
um, the guards were like, oh, fuck. So the night guards just started. The morning guards came in to relieve the night guards. But then, like, what the fuck is happening? So the night guards stayed on, and then the guards asked for reinforcements. So they called in three more of the on-call guards. So there were nine guards, nine prisoners. And they're just coming in to be like, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Then. So they were literally um, grabbed the fire extinguishers that were in the hallway, started spraying the prisoners. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then they broke into each cell, stripped the prisoners, like, naked, took their beds out, and then forced the leaders of the rebellion into solitary confinement. That's so fucked up. Yeah, they maintain control. That's what they were told. Yeah. And in order to, like, prevent another rebellion, the guards decided to set up a privilege cell um, in one of the three cells. So there was, like, the good cell and the normal ones in the solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. And so then the three prisoners who were less involved with the rebellion got to be in the good cell where they could brush their teeth and wash themselves. So and... now they're pegging them against each other. Yeah, they did this. Um, I forget where they got this from, but it's like a psychological thing to mm-hmm. turn them against each other, which is what people in prisons do. Yeah. Um, to set up this whole thing, they had like a consult from a man who was in prison for a really long time. So he helped them. The researchers set all this up and he was giving them like tips and like telling them what real prisons were like. So they kind of got like the vibe of it. And then he stayed on pretty much the whole time to, like, help him out. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, this is what real guards do. So, yeah, there was the good cell and the bad cell. And after half a day of the prisoners who did the less worse of the rebellion being in the good cell, they decided to switch them out. So then the people in solitary confinement thought that the people who now were in the privileged cell were snitches. So they didn't oh. trust them. And the people who were in the privilege cell moved into the bad cell. They were like, what did we do wrong? Yeah. So nobody knows what's going so on. Now everyone's confused. And they're pitted against each other because they think those guys must have done something. smart. Yeah. I mean, this, in the guards' I view. I don't like it. Prisons aren't good. No. <laughs> this is the point. So, yeah, they did this literally to just confuse them and turn them against each other. And it worked. And the consultant that they hired said that. What? The special prisoners got to eat in front of the other ones? Oh, yes. The um, bad cell, they didn't get to eat their food. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty bad. That's very bad. It wasn't nice, no. <laughs> what? But the um, guy who was actually had been in prison said that in real prisons, the guards do this um, by using racism to put different ethnicities against each other so that they wouldn't, like, go against the guards. So they'd be, like, tell, like, oh, the Latino prisoners, like, they make them go against the black prisoners. They have their own sections, and the white people, and the black people, and the Latinos, and like the Asians. Like, they all would be against each other and focus on hating each other instead of going That's together. Why prison to go gangs against... are such a thing. Yeah, the guards literally do that to keep it so they that they're separated. It. Yeah. Instead of going together and against the guards, because if they are working together, they could beat the guards. They want small groups. But yeah, if they're all separated, then they're fighting each other. They don't have time to fight the guards. It's that group mentality bullshit. Yeah, and they use they literally use racism to help them out. That's so fucked up. So the guards promote racism in the prison. The system is fucked. Oh, it's so bad. So after the rebellion, the guards saw the prisons as prisoners as troublemakers who needed to be strictly controlled, and they did not take this duty lightly. They would control every aspect of their lives, even when they allowed them to use the bathroom because oh, the bathroom was like down the hall so they had to be like let out yeah. there so sometimes they would not let them use the bathroom they didn't let them use it yeah. after 10 p.m you want me to pee on the floor bro nope they had a bucket in their cells i would pee in the hallway they had a bucket in the cells that they could use to go to the bathroom and then the guards allowed them only at certain times to empty those buckets 
So it smelled awful in there. Like, it was terrible living conditions. And, yeah, they would literally be like, you want to do that? Sorry, not now. Um, And the guards were the toughest on the leader of the rebellion, controlling how much he could smoke, because he was, like, an avid smoker. Yeah. And so then they'd be like, no, I can't smoke right now. Which, if you have, like, an addiction to nicotine, that's torture. Because now you're going through withdrawals and shit. Yeah. 36 hours into the experiment. This is only day three. Mm. Um, The first prisoner was released. That's day one and a half. 36 hours? Yeah, that's day one and a half. You're right. <laughs> Why did I think there's 12 hours in the day? I don't know. So he's like, they get to go home after 12 hours. It's chill. <laughs> yeah, it's only exactly. half the day. No, but um, yeah, so prisoner number 8612. I don't know why I decided. 8612. And suffering from emotional trauma. He was like crying, having outbursts, freaking out. And the researchers, who, fun fact, they were like considered one of them was like the warden and they were like in charge of the prison but they thought of themselves as researchers like scientists yeah but they got in the mindset of being wardens i read about that they yeah. like fucked themselves like they mm-hmm. tricked themselves into this they this was On a part of the experiment two. yeah so then they were like this man's trying to trick us to let us out like they were thinking like wardens not like he should be able to get let out yeah but they were in a different mindset already like their experiment worked on themselves too in a way they didn't expect yeah so they had the consultant, the man in prison, speak with him and offer him to become a snitch, essentially, uh, to relieve him from the abuse of the guards. And he told him, you know, just think this over and send him back to the cell. But then he continued to act out and, like, freak out. And then they were like, oh, maybe this isn't a scam. And they finally let him go. I feel like that should have been like, hey, we're obviously we in this stop. too. Yeah, like, they were getting into the whole role themselves like in a way they didn't expect it's crazy um so then the next day they allowed a visit from friends and family oh joy yep the prisoner and prisoners because the researchers were like this place is awful and their family's gonna freak out if they see it so they made all the prisoners clean everything up and make the place more pleasant and nice and they allowed them like shower and look That's better. That's strike two. Like what the fuck? Yeah, they had to like fake the parents into thinking this And this is, fine. is like day three now. Mm-hmm. So how much destruction is there that they have to clean up and shower and blah blah blah? Well, you know they weren't letting them empty their buckets oh, of God. Yeah, piss and shit. So buckets. It was pretty gross. Um. So yeah, and they decided to make the parents part of the whole experiment by having them sign up for different times to see them. They had to be like searched. They like if you're visiting a real prisoner. You. So, like, they had to wait a half hour before seeing their son. Then they had to speak with the warden about their son's case. This whole made-up case. And, oh, it gets crazier. They were only allowed 10 minutes of visitation. And all of them complied. No matter, like, they were first like, why why do we gotta do this? This It's ridiculous. Yeah. But they all just, they did it. Nobody was like, no. And... If they had issues with their child's condition, they were told to bring it up with a superintendent who was a researcher. He was just a scientist, like a grad student. Oh, my God. But they treat it like a real prison. And the parents went along with it. They weren't, like, they now became part of this experiment by, like, just treating it like a real prison. Like, there's someone really in jail. That's wild. It's crazy. Um, And literally, when they were, like, complaining, the superintendent was just like, sorry, your son's not man enough to deal with it. What the fuck? Yeah, that's the way we're, like... Is your child not, like, handling it well? That's on them. We're paying them $15 a day. What more do you want from us? Well, yeah, they were literally just like, I'm sorry your son can't handle prison. Maybe you didn't raise him right. He's not tough enough. Maybe my son isn't a criminal and he doesn't need to be in prison. No, but, like, then they started to think that their son really was there. 
Like, for real. Like, really in prison. I mean, seeing that kind of shit. It's crazy. And <laughs> so then came the rumors of an escape plot. Of course. <laughs> so prisoner 8612, who was released yeah. previously, like, the day before. <laughs> yeah. Because this all only happens over six days. Insane. Insane. Um, so it was said that he was rounding up some friends to help everyone break out of this prison. So then the researchers freaked out. How does that even happen? Like, what? Where does that even come from? And that's just what they heard. Okay. <laughs> so then the researchers started acting like actual wardens, going, we can't let the prison break happen. So they moved everyone from the basement to the fifth floor. What? Tore down their whole prison thing. And one of the researchers, the one who, like, wrote this website, was like, so I sat in a chair waiting for that prisoner to come back so I could be like, ha, we let them all go. You're too late. Like, everybody's already released. Don't worry about it. And then it never happened because they're yeah. crazy? and he never showed up. But you know who did show up? One of the friends of this researcher. He was like, hey, dude, I heard you doing an experiment. What's going on? And he was like, the fuck, man? I'm in the middle of something. Like, there's a whole prison break. I'm dealing with this shit right now. Like, he was a real warden who was stressed out yeah. about this whole prison break. But it never happened. That's they insane. wasted all that time. You know how they transfer them? They put bags over their heads. <gasps> And led them up to the fifth floor into the new makeshift prison because they tore down their whole old makeshift prison. That's fucking crazy. It's insane. And they before this, they went to the police, the actual police, real police. And we're like, hey, can you help us with this prison break? Like, can we have all of our prisoners stay here on the police wait? No. We're not we're not gonna be liable if some shit happens for your fake, like your little experiment. Like right? No. <laughs> You're two days in. Why are you this invested yeah. already? What the fuck? And they were, like, fuck? pissed off. Like, the police won't even help us. Yeah, dude. Because you have normal citizens, not These criminals. are not criminals. These are volunteers. It was insane. Um, But, yeah, nobody showed up. It was just a rumor. So, um, the guards reacted to this whole prison break by doubling down. They forced the prisoners to clean toilet bowls with their bare hands. Uh-huh. And do even more push-ups and jumping jacks every time with a higher number. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they got crazy. And then a priest got into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you might be thinking, what's a Catholic priest doing here? Yes. So, he was a chaplain um, at, like, an actual prison. And so, the researchers had him meet with the prisoners to, like, talk with him. And many of the prisoners identified themselves by their numbers when he's like, hi, who are you? They use their numbers, not their names. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. And when they asked what they were doing to get out, and if they wanted legal aid, they were like, yeah, I would love a lawyer. That's so sad. They believe they were really in prison. I mean. This is like four days At that in. point. Four days. Four, not even a whole week. Not even, not so even a week. They literally, the priest, oh man, I'm going to get into it. It's wild. So only one of the prisoners didn't want to speak with the priest, and that's prisoner number 819 who said that he was feeling sick and needed a doctor yeah so then they were like oh well let's just talk to the priest like we'll talk and see what kind of doctor you need and so he was talking to him he was crying in control of me. he like so they took his chain off and his cap off and like led him down the hall to just another room outside the whole prison setup yeah and to like lay down for a second while they could figure out what's going on with him and after he was taken away the other prisoners started training in unison prisoner number 819 is a bad prisoner Oh. And they just kept chanting this, and he heard them, and he asked to be taken back because he wanted to prove to them that they he wasn't a bad prisoner. He asked to go back to the prison, and the researcher was like, you're not really a prisoner, man. You're... I'm surprised. Yeah, the, the researcher was like, this is your real name. This isn't a real prison. This yeah. is an experiment. You can go home. Oh, my God. Go home. 
I hope these guys all got therapy after this. Like, God damn. They needed it. Yeah. Um, so the next day, well, they had a parole hearing. Oh, God. Every prisoner who felt they qualified for parole was to be sent in front of the parole board, which was made up of volunteers from the psychology department. And the leader of the parole board was the prison consultant. Do they... Do you, do we know like what fake crimes that we, they gave them? I don't. They never mentioned it. Cause like, what if it was like all of them were like assault or something, and one of them's like murder? So it's like some of them are gonna have an easier case than others. Like, yeah, I I wonder because they never mentioned it in the whole experiment website I walked at. So maybe they didn't even bother to give them. They're crimes. like, you want parole for that crime you didn't commit? Yes. Yeah, like they literally applied for parole. That's um, so yeah, when asked if they would give up the money they earned so far, the fifteen dollars a day, to be um able to be paroled, a lot of them said yes. Yeah. They said yes, I went out. They could leave it whenever they wanted, technically. Oh shit. They probably and with the money, that though. Well, they, I mean well, the, the one guy that got to leave, they were like, No, you're fine. You we don't we don't know about that. So it's like Yeah, well, I mean, like they just were thinking the mindset of a prisoner now, like they were locked up there. It'd be easy these to guys forget. could say I want to leave, and they can leave with the money. But they said, "No, I will give up the money to be able to get parole." Yeah, it's crazy. And the consultant who did this, he said, like he got really into the role, and then afterwards, he was like, "I hate who I became during that because I became the person I hated when I was in prison." Oh, that's wow! Like he became who he hated. Level. Yeah, like he fell into the role. He became psychologically into it. That's crazy. Yeah, it oh, it's insane how many people just like instantly get into this. Yeah, in fake that short thing. of a time period. And then afterwards, they were like, "Okay, go back to your cell and then await our decision." Yeah, and they did. They didn't have to. They could leave whenever they wanted. Hmm. Um. So yeah, on the fifth day, the guards could be identified by three different groups. There was the strict, but you know, strict but like good, like they enforced the rules. We didn't go out of their way to be cruel. Yeah, guards. There was the um, nice guards who would do little favors for the prisoners and stuff. And then there was the guards who enjoyed their power. They were cruel for no reason. They were brutal. They were nick- uh, the most brutal one was nicknamed John Wayne. I feel like that's like what? Because <laughs> he, you know, was like a tough guy. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Which uh-huh. another fun thing, the Nazi, like the Nazis had their own John Wayne. Yeah. I forget what his name was, but the prisoners in the kin- like concentration camps nicknamed the worst guard there that guy john like wayne. their own john wayne i mean it was a german john wayne but I was say like what has john wayne done to the germans <laughs> everything <laughs> john wayne <laughs> but yeah so there was literally guards who were going out of the way to be cruel and yeah. that is in pretty much what ended this thing yeah so prisoners coped with their situation in a variety of ways at first some fought back against the guards some emotionally broke down and were able to escape their situation because of it one prisoner even got psychosomatic rash, like, all over himself after his parole was denied. Well, yeah, that's the thing. My mom got has gotten hives from stress before. Mm-hmm. That's Your body yeah, can do that Yeah, he was stressed the fuck out because his fake parole was fake denied. Um, others coped by being on their best behavior and obeying every one of the guards. Because hmm. that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, and by the end of the experiment, they were all broken individuals just trying to hang on. Yeah, after six fucking and days. And this was, yeah. Six fucking days. So the experiment ended early. Yeah, yeah. The parents of some of the men were calling and saying that a priest had called them and told them to hire an attorney. 
What the fuck? The priest is telling them to get Did legal the aid? the priest know this was an yeah, experiment? Yeah, he knew. Everyone who came in from the outside knew it was an experiment. God, they should pay the parents for this shit, too. Like, So, um, yeah, fun fact, a lawyer even came in to talk to these people. A lawyer who was told this was an experiment came in to talk to them about their rights and, like, what they could do to get out of their situation. I'd be like, hi, I want a lawyer after the experiment. Yeah. This bullshit. So, like, it was crazy. Um, The experiment had to end because the guards were becoming overly abusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would sadistically torment the prisoners at night when they thought none of the researchers were watching. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a recent PhD like graduate was brought in to conduct interviews of the guards and the prisoners to like see what's going on. Yeah. And she was horrified at their conditions. Oh, I bet. She told the researchers that they cannot be treating people this way, and out of everyone who was brought in, the priest, the lawyer, the consultants, she was the only one to say that this was fucked up. Bet she was the only woman too. She was. Yeah. She was like, Y'all can't be doing this to people. Even if it's an experiment. And it's then they were five like, days, look yeah. at those men. The experiment lasted a total of six days. After it ended, interviews were conducted with all the members, and eventually everyone had, a, like, a group meeting yeah. to try to get, like, everything out in the open and, like, deal with what happened. And, like, what could have been done differently? Like, what morals could they have upheld? Yeah. Um, this experiment took place in 1971. Mm. And since then, prison conditions have only gotten worse. Yep. Yep. With overpopulation due to politicians wanting to appear tough on crime, the it's like privatized prisons that make money off of the amount of inmates mm-hmm. that they have, and the fact that people of color are overrepresented in prisons mm. because of racism. Yep. We had 30 years since this experiment happened to be able to fix this shit, but did we? No. No. No, we have not. How much more time will this country waste? Before fucking corrects its prison things. Well, as long as we're making money off of it, politicians don't care. It's so fucked up. Like, this experiment lasted seven, not even seven days, not even a whole week, six days. And it showed how fucked the prison system is. In that short amount of time, these people were psychologically abused. Like, they were torn down. Their sense of individualism was, like, fucked up. These guards became abusive assholes. They were normal people before this. When people are isolated and given that power, Mm -hmm. they take advantage. So, I mean, like, they point out everything wrong with the prison systems. Yeah. And they published this, and people had access to it. Yep. And here And we they are. ignored it. Yeah. And things have just gotten worse. And hopefully maybe one day. And this is just the thing you talk about in psychology classes yeah. now. It's not something that everybody's looking at and going, oh, we should do something. That's fucked up. Because these are normal men. Yeah. Who just won 15 bucks. How, do you know how long it was supposed to go on originally? I think um, they didn't say, but probably a month or two. Like that's what I was guessing. Is because like they thought it was going to take a longer for this shit to happen, but then it went fucking instantly. Wow. Researching this thing fucked me up. Yeah, it's really sad. It's three prisoners were let go because they had emotional breakdowns. I'm surprised it wasn't more. All of the guards showed up on time. They never called in sick. Oh, they no. never complained. They had a great they time. They showed up. They worked their full shifts every day for $15 a day. These women were working eight hours. I make more than that one okay, hour. but in the 70s, though, that was, like, a good yeah, I, amount I mean, of money. Barely, but still, like... You make, like, a dollar an hour in the 70s. You made, like, a couple bucks an hour. It's still, like, that's crazy. They never once were late. They were all... They were, like, model employees. For their fake job. It blows my fucking mind. It's, yeah. This whole thing. 
But it's the Lord of the Flies. Yes. <laughs> People Obviously. be crazy in that situation. When given power. But this is an extreme six days. Six days. Look it up. And then contact your local representative and tell them, fucking stop it. Tell them what the fuck. Call Jay Inslee and be like, the fuck, man. Or maybe you're not in Washington. And if you're not in Washington, call whoever the fuck is that Kate Brown is in Oregon. Yeah. I don't know. There's others. States. You're in another state, you know. Call them. Call them. Say Tell what's them up. Tell them to stop. Stop, stop this it. bullshit. Tell them to look up the Stanford Prison Experiment and then fix that shit. Yeah. And anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Book Cult Podcast. Feel free to send us an email at Book Cult podcast at gmail.com yeah. telling us about what you think of the Stanford prison experiment and what you've done to fix the prison system in America yeah write us an essay I personally should be doing more I haven't done anything I got to tour a jail once but I'd I was trying a lot so. of different petitions yeah. I've donated some money I should be doing more um and yeah <laughs> I don't know how to end this so that's the end goodbye <laughs> I should write endings for these. <laughs> I mean, we said goodbye at the same time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.